and welcome to this episode of Acting with Asha. So today I'm going to be telling you about voiceovers and how to get into it because basically I get asked quite a lot, get lots of direct messages and generally when I talk to people on other people's podcasts they usually mention how do you get into voiceovers and it's quite a big question which is why I kind of not avoid it but I find it's quite difficult because there has been so much that I have to learn. I'm going to try and go through it as best that I can today and explain how I got into voiceovers and the equipment that I use. First of all, when it comes to training, I learned pretty much everything that I have to know at this website called gravyforthebrain.com and I'm pretty sure you can access them internationally and I think you pay something, I don't know if it's around £30, £35 now and you pay monthly and they have all of these online courses. I started using them about three years ago and I'd never even touched a microphone before. I had no idea what I was doing and so I pretty much have to owe it to them. So thank you guys. You've really shown me how to, you know, get myself up and started and my business. And you probably want something more in depth than that. And I'm sorry, I can't really give you the whole shebang because it is a really, really big process, to be honest. Like I said, three years of getting to know the equipment. Editing itself, if you haven't edited anything before, it really is quite a big job. I try to avoid it as much as I can. These days on my podcast, I'm trying to just get them right the first time so I don't have to spend, you know, another 30 minutes listening over. But, you know, I'm getting better each time. So first of all, I'll talk you through the equipment that I went for. And so there are many, many, many different types of microphones. If you want to become a serious work from home voiceover artist, I recommend that you stay away from USB microphones. Uh, USB microphones can plug straight into your laptop, which means they're very easy. They're also quite cheap because you don't have to buy an interface or anything like that. Uh, But the problem is most voiceover artists have really, really good equipment and you're competing with them and this is your business. So, you know, you have to invest in business. Unfortunately, it can be annoying. But um, if you are going to invest, then, you know, make sure you do it in good equipment and it's going to last you and it will pay for itself. Honestly, mine has paid for itself a million times over. So I'm going to start with my microphone. I'm probably going to get this wrong. So I think I'm pretty sure 90% I have a Rode NTH2. I think that's it or NHTH2, but something like that. But NTH2 is what I use. Now, I've had this microphone for three years. I really love it. It's my baby. I hope it stays for another three years um, because I think it's brilliant. But apparently different voiceovers make your voice sound different. So if you get a chance, you can actually try out different microphones. So I have that microphone and I also have um, a Scarlett I2I interface. And so I have my old one and my new one because my old one broke. And, you know, that's what you plug your microphone into. And I don't really understand the technique to it, but it does something magical. And then you plug your interface into your laptop and it comes out sounding nicely. Like I said, I still have a lot to learn, but that's all I know. I have to plug it into my interface and it goes into my laptop. And so you have several wires to do. You have several wires to deal with here. 
And actually, a lot of problems that I have had has been due to the wires not working. Like every so often, I'll go to record something and I'll hear this little zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
recorded many a professional job and it has been great. But yeah, when I started out, I started with these um, soundproofing things and stuck them to two duvets, which I sewed together and got someone from Gumtree to come and yeah, sellotape the whole thing together and then it lasted about six weeks before it slowly tipped over and fell. And then I just got annoyed with it and I just had this big old like box full of all the duvets and stuff, which later I found a mouse lived in for quite a while. So the mouse had a nice time at least. At least he had somewhere nice and comfy to live. But I had no sound booth by that time. Um, And I was a bit naughty. I recorded without, but again, I can tell now that was a bit naughty and my sound is a lot better. Now I have a properly treated area, which is really good. So what else is there to say? So yeah, you've got to learn how to edit your equipment and how to use your equipment. I think I still have a lot of learning to do. I know the basics. I can fix things. I can take some sounds out, um, make it sound pretty. But yeah, like I said, I think yeah, a lot more training to be had on my part when it comes to things like that. So, and that's not going to happen overnight. It can be very frustrating. But like I said, this website, Gravy for the Brain, is great and they're not paying me. I just honestly think they're amazing. In fact, no one pays me for anything. So that should change. Um, well, sometimes they do. But yeah, anyway, so what else do you need to know? Website. So you need to get clients, don't you? You have your voiceover set up, you've got your booth, but that doesn't mean nothing if no one's going to pay you. Actually, people do pay me for voiceovers now, which is really nice. Uh, So where do you get these clients from? Well, firstly, as any business, I... Oh, forgot about headphones. One sec. So I have these headphones and they're called Shure SRH440. And they're great. I think they're around 100 quid, but they're quite useful. I have to say that I don't use them all the time because with headphones, you can usually hear yourself back. I don't want to hear myself because I get really self-conscious and then I try and make myself sound nicer. And I don't want to do that. I just want to talk without worrying about what I sound like. And I find that I do better doing that. So it can be quite confusing then when I go into a studio and have to record stuff because then they're like, You know, you have to wear the headphones to talk to the sound engineers in the other room. But yeah, so I'm constantly putting them on and taking them off, which can be a little bit difficult. So I do have to sometimes put them on just so I'm prepared for that situation. So getting clients. Well, I think with any business, you need to have a good website, but you don't have to spend loads of money. So I make my websites from Wix.com. Yeah, you've got to pay a little bit to set it up. So maybe the domain fee to set up the website, you know, get a professional email address. Oh, you need a company name as well. So I obviously went for Jade Asher voiceovers because it's me doing the voiceovers. And I feel like with voiceover companies... There's a lot of really obvious names up there and I just couldn't think of anything, (laughs) to be honest, that was clever or hadn't been done and wasn't obvious. So, um, you know, I just use myself as the brand name and I've had no regrets yet. So that is good. Uh, 
So, yes, you need obviously need your company name. If you're self-employed already, uh, which I recommend being and doing, um, you kind of need to be self-employed if you have your own business. Yep. Um, registering for VAT and all that, that's once you're earning X amount, so don't worry about that yet. Um, not at the beginning of your career yet. Obviously, once you earn a certain amount, you have to do all your VAT and register with Companies House. And you could do that early as well, um, but I haven't. I'm just going through as a sole trailer. Sole trailer. Sole trader for now. So I also use Fiverr as well. So you have to know that some uh, some voiceover agents don't like that, which is understandable. But on Fiverr, it's a platform where freelancers find work. Now, you can set your own prices. And that's what I like about this. So you don't, you know, people sometimes put off by this idea of the website because they want to charge more than a fiver, which is understandable. It's voiceovers. You have to charge X amount and a good amount. Um, but, you know, I I try and go up and charge as much as I can. And pretty much 95% of the time, I'd say I am charging industry rates for my work. So if you join, make sure your rates are at a good standard and you're getting paid well and above fairly for the rates of being a voiceover artist. Now, if you want to know what the rates for being a voiceover artist are, then you can go on equity and find out the standard rates which are agreed. Um, so yeah, all that information is really handy because you want to know how much to charge for voiceovers. Now, obviously you're starting out but still, you, do, you shouldn't be setting your prices too low. It depends on the jobs. And I have to say, just go to, yeah, equity rates to find out the kind of thing that you can be charging. Or again, if you're with Gravy for the Brain, they have a load of rates there. So that's some of the ways that I find work. There's another website called Badalgo where you have to audition for roles, uh, which is... You know, you sign up as a voiceover agent. By then, you need to have a bit of proof that you are already working. They only want professionals on there. But then, when yeah, when you join up, then you audition for staff and their quality of jobs are pretty good. Obviously, you can try and get an agent. Now, I have to say, it's quite hard getting a voiceover agent, especially at the moment, because a lot of... Um, famous actors who would usually be working on films or TV sets and they're not now. So they are doing a lot of voiceover work, which means that the new people starting out could struggle a little bit. But, you know, this is a temporary stage and um, especially if you have something different about you, if you can speak a different language, if you can do different accents that not many other people do, you will have more chance of getting a good voiceover agent. It took me, I think I first wrote off to voiceover agents about 10 years ago when I get, got myself an awful, awful, awful do demo done. And um, I actually got one since I started professionally trying to do voiceovers in the last three years. It took me two years to get a voiceover agent. But now I'm with a great woman, um, Katie at I Can Talk, and she's brilliant. So, um, you know, 
is really good to be represented by an agent if you can, but it's not all the be and all and end all. Um, you can be emailing and reaching out to people and trying to get work that way. LinkedIn is really, really good. I would also set up um, social media platforms, you know, Facebook, Twitter and um, Instagram all with your company name so you can start reaching out to people and trying to get work yourself. Do a business course. Very important because voiceover is a business like anything else. Um, But if you're not so, you know, if you're more creative, you might not know too much about business. Um, I don't know. I've done a lot of business courses with Boss Babes and FEA, Female Entrepreneur Association, which I've realised is more aimed at females. So um, I'm sure there are lots and lots of business courses for men. Actually, yes, there is. There is the disruptive entrepreneur, Rob Moore, and he does some amazing courses. I actually did a course with him on writing my book. So he's really, really good. Um, and he's brilliant books. So I listen to a lot of audio books about business and it has helped me so much. Um, when I first started my voiceover business, I actually built my own website and I thought, you know, I need to get traffic coming to my website. So I wanted to hire someone to do my SEOs because I heard that SEOs was really difficult to do. And I actually got in touch with someone. They were like, um, you have a Wix website, so I'm not going to touch your SEOs. I was willing to pay them like two, three hundred pound a month to get my SEOs up. I was like, oh, fine. And then I found this book. Can't remember the name right now, but I found this really good book about SEOs and I listened to it and I implemented everything into my website. So I did things like, I don't know, started a blog and that really helps Google trust you. I bought, I extended the um, time that I bought my website for because if you're, you know, there's proof that you're going to be around for a long time, you're not just going to use this website for a year and then collapse it and leave it, then Google will trust you and they will promote you. So all of these different things I learned through this book and I will find out the name of that book because it was really, really useful. And um, I ended up getting to page one of many different voiceover um, searches on Google. So don't listen to what people say (laughs) is another moral of that story. What else? What else is there to say about voiceovers? I'm sure there was a key thing, but I cannot remember it now. I think that's everything really. And be really open-minded about work. Um, Again, you can go on casting websites. There are voiceover specific casting directors. Ah, that's what I was going to say. Demos. Getting a voiceover demo. So you want to get this professionally done. You do not want to make your own voiceover demos. You just don't. Because again, this is a very small opportunity. You might have 30 seconds of a casting director's time when they're like, okay, I'm listening to loads of these now. What you got? You need it to be really professional really on point and be able to compete against the other amazing demos out there. Um, So you can get those made. You don't have to spend loads and loads of money, but they might cost you between 100 to 350 
to get one professionally produced and you just pick out scripts that you want to do and decide on the kind of jobs you want to do. You could, you know, most people want to do animation and they want to do commercials because they pay well and they want to do um, video games. You know, these are really cool, fun because they pay well, their character acting related. But actually, you know, if we're, we're talking about something to survive with and a good side job, there are so many opportunities to do like explainer videos and corporate videos and documentaries and things like that. So if you can get demos for them as well. Or what I did, I went to Soho Voices and um, I think I did like one of the bigger packages where I recorded three different or no, four different um, different demos because I wanted to be able to reach out. I just wanted to be open for any kind of jobs that came up. So, yes, get yourself a good demo. You only have to get them done every two or three years because your voice will change over time, which is really weird and scary. But yeah, over time, your voice will change. And so you want to make sure that how you are represented how you are representing yourself is the best so that is everything i have to say on voiceovers i hope you found that helpful and um any questions do get in touch thank you for listening to another episode of acting with asha for any questions please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoiceovers.com jade is also the author of actorpreneur to find out more information about actorpreneur or buy yourself a copy visit www.actorpreneurbook.com And don't forget to subscribe or follow us at Jade Asher. Thanks again. Bye.